are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Tuesday, January 24th, 24th. Great way to uh, start the comeback, right? It's January 21st, 2020, or is it 2020? Or what's the other way people are arguing about how to say that? 2020, 2020, or 2020. Well, we're not going to nerd out over that. Hey, it's uh, Mike. I'm back. I know I said I wouldn't be back, but I'm back. Except it's not like the jump scared, like the Michael Myers stuff. (laughs) We'll get into all that here in just a little bit. Um, We got some uh, Cardinal stuff to talk about now. Is this back to being a daily show? No. In fact, I wasn't planning on uh, putting out something new until we got into spring training. However, given uh, the Cardinals winter warm-up stuff and the news about Arenado, figured it was an appropriate time to uh, at least drop a little bit of a in-between episode. And it's a good time to let everybody know what's going on uh, with me as well. So again... Uh, appreciate you listening. Appreciate you sticking around. Lots of you uh, hung around and talked to me on Twitter. Is uh, my uh, wife and my son and I all went through what we went through? And again, we will get into all that here very shortly. All right. So let's see. First things first. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike's on First. You can also uh, find us on Twitter at Locked On STL. The phone number to the show is the same, 615-499-6690. And to answer the very first question, basically when I uh, recorded the last episode in October, uh, I said my little boy had some uh, heart stuff going on. And just to quickly recover that, recover, uh, what's the word? Just to repeat what was said back then, my little boy was born with what was called supervalvular aortic stenosis and branch pulmonary stenosis. Uh, That Late that October, we went in for a stint, and then we had to come back to get a second stint put in in December. Well, in December, when we came back to get that other stint put in, what ended up happening was a lot of scary stuff. They discovered the first stint really hadn't worked. And they were trying to wake him up, and they couldn't wake him up because every time they did, uh, scary things happened. Blood pressure bottomed out and things like that. And it turned out one of the stenosis, stenosi, stenosis, I don't know how to say that, uh, was covering up part of the coronary, one of the coronary arteries uh, on his heart. So they basically, that first night, had to ride this roller coaster of keeping him awake enough to keep his blood pressure up. Uh, without waking him up too much to cause it to bottom out, if that makes sense. And he had open-heart surgery the next day, and uh, praise God, he is doing very, very well. Uh, The pressures in his heart are still very normal. We went back for a checkup. We go for another one in a few more weeks, and if that one goes good, we'll stretch that follow-up appointment out to every three months. And if that one's good, every six months until he's about five. And then from that point... We will uh, go to once a year. So is he going to have to have more surgery? They don't think so. Is he going to have to have more intervention in regards to what they call angioplasty, where they use a balloon to stretch some arteries? Uh, 
remains to be seen. He's got about a 50% shot of some kind of re-intervention down the road. Doesn't mean he's going to have it. Doesn't mean he is. It just depends on how that artery grows and what happens to it. I think their main concern now is really just uh, watching to see if there's any scar tissue that uh, shows up and that'll need to be cleaned out. So that's uh, that's really kind of where we've been. And, uh, you know, I, w- I was talking to the guys here at Locked On and told them I didn't know how things were going to go back, but they, uh, they held the spot open for me. And recently I talked to some of the network chiefs and they said, hey, we'd love to have you back. And I got to thinking about it. And I said, you know what? I think I can make this work. So the way this is going to happen going forward, you're going to be looking for a new episode in the mornings, probably around nine o'clock every morning, thereabouts. Uh, you can listen on your lunch break. You can listen in the afternoon. You know, just whatever happens to... Uh, Make you, you know, whatever is most convenient for you. So a little bit of a time shift, but still happy to be back. Also, don't know about where you are, but it is cold. So if you hear me snotting into the microphone, I apologize. Okay, uh, let's see. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about all this Nolan Aronado stuff real quick. Because if you were paying attention to Twitter last night, there was some stuff that broke. Uh... Is he traded to the Cardinals yet? No. Is the door still open? Maybe. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Right here on Lockdown Cardinals, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Welcome back to Lockdown Cardinals. Uh, it is Mike. Follow me on Twitter at Mike's on First. You can even call the show, leave a voicemail, 615-499-6690. Got a story to tell you. It's a story about a young man who decided he wanted to get paid. And before he accepted that deal, I guess he was under the impression that the people who were going to pay him were going to build for him a team. Somebody that he could win with. Turns out that's not the case at all. Of course, I'm talking about Nolan Arenado, the subject of many St. Louis Cardinals trade rumors over the last couple of weeks. But if you follow Twitter at all and the Cardinals winter warm-up, then I have to say, you are probably slightly disappointed when, number one, Cardinals owner Bill DeWitt came out and said, uh, you know, they're projecting about $170 million payroll and that any additional impact trades were not being actively sought after. And when asked about maybe making room for a particular $35 million player, the wit said, you know, that's going to be kind of significant. I don't know that that's going to happen. And he left the door open himself a little bit without sending some money back the other way. And that's always been the thing that's been bannered about, about this deal. It's not that the Cardinals aren't willing to take Arenado. It's not that the Cardinals aren't willing to send top prospects to Colorado for Arenado. It was Colorado's apparent insistence on wanting top prospects and wanting St. Louis to take all the money, which, of course, isn't going to happen. Nobody in their right mind is going to do that. A lot of people wondered if you know Colorado was even really serious about trading Arenado. Well, to throw more 
water on an already doused fire, the uh, Colorado's GM came out and said, you know what, Arenado is going to be in the purple and black for the foreseeable future. He is going to be the third baseman of the Rockies. So we all thought, okay, that's it. That's the final word. Maybe the deadline, if they're not doing well, you know, something like that. Turns out, but a dumb Nolan Arenado uh, gave a statement to uh, the local newspaper there, or one of the reporters saying, you know, this feels very, you know, this is a very disrespectful organization. And he basically said he wants out. When asked if it was about the trade rumors, and he said, no, it's much more than that. Another rumor going about is that Arenado apparently almost came to blows with the owner. After, uh, or the GM or somebody, after it came out that uh, he said, this feels more like a rebuild project. Well, as you can imagine, I'm sure, you know, the team owner doesn't feel too good about that. Or the GM or whoever it was. So now we are back to square one. Arenado wants out. The Cardinals are still standing there with whatever offer they offered. And now the Rockies have no leverage. I mean, obviously, with this kind of thing hanging over their head, they cannot take this into their fan fest or whatever they call it out there. Right? They got to trade him. Does that mean he's going to go to St. Louis? Well, I don't know. You would have to think the Yankees are going to be in the mix on something like this. I don't know if they can afford another 30-some-odd million-dollar-a-year player, even if the Colorados do eat about half. You have to think the Phillies might be on the outskirts here. The Braves, most certainly, after they lost Josh Donaldson. Um, you can't even really discount the Cubs or the Nationals. But what makes St. Louis so different is, and again, these are all rumors. All of this is rumors. Is that Arenado would love to come play with Paul Goldschmidt. Has a deep respect for the franchise. Not only that. Not only that. But... Uh, St. Louis has got the pieces to make this happen in more ways than one. I'm not just talking about prospects. St. Louis also has a particular player who recently said he would do what's best for the team in regards to his no-trade clause, and that is third baseman Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter gets a lot of hate around here, and I jumped on him a lot last year because it just, I don't know what was going on with the guy, but it was awful. It was so bad, of course, you know, we all saw him lose his starting spot to Tommy Edmond by the end of the season. And as things currently stand, he's going to come back and, you know, really kind of fight for that spot and uh, hopefully earn it back is what he says. He, he is a very humble guy and a very good dude. You know, despite the uh, lack of offensive output, a very, very good dude. But the reason I bring him up, what, he's making $18.5 something like that. You send him back in any kind of a deal, it offsets part of that salary from uh, Nolan Arenado, at least for the next couple of years. And the reason that's significant is after the next couple of years, a lot of money is coming off the books. A lot of money. And by the way, don't think the Cardinals can't afford this. They could easily, they could easily carry a you know $205 million payroll if that's what it ended up being after adding Arenado. But I don't see any way that this deal gets done without one of Matt Carpenter, Dexter Fowler going back to Colorado. 
Now, this isn't a Rockies podcast, though. I am curious as to what it's like out there in the Mile High City. Fowler apparently ended on bad terms. Now, you get this stuff with Arenado. I don't know anything about Tulo or Cargo, if they did anything like that. So, um, just a thought. Just wanting to see. So, what do you think? Do you think Arenado's coming to St. Louis? What kind of deal would you like to get for him? Any of the rumored deals you've seen out there? Uh, you know, a lot of people thought we traded for uh, Matthew Libertor to flip him to Colorado. Doesn't seem to be the case, does it? You can give us a call and let us know. 615-499-6690. Leave us a voicemail. We would love to hear from you. You're on Locked on Cardinals. Uh, a couple other quick news and notes. Yachty says he's going to be a Cardinal for life. And if that means the Cardinals are done with him after this season, then he's going to be done. I uh, got to respect that. Uh, but let's be honest, the Cardinals aren't done with him. He's probably They're probably going to sign him like a two- or three-year extension. I would say in the neighborhood of two years, $30 million, about half. At least, at least that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Matt Wieters is coming on board for a one-year, $2 million deal, plus incentives as the uh, backup. That might make Andrew Kisner a little bit more available uh, to the Rockies. But on the other hand, I've also heard some rumblings that the Cardinals could carry three catchers on the team now that you can carry 26 guys on the team. Uh, as far as anything else, Adam Wainwright coming back on a one-year deal, and uh, that's a... Oh, no, no, no. KK. Yeah, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his name. I don't have it in front of me as I'm getting ready to go to work. Uh, but the pitcher from Korea. Now we got him too. And don't discount that guy. Don't discount him. You know, that that may seem like one of the you know typical Mo value signings, but... Uh, it was still uh, a very good deal. I'm eager to see how he plays out in the majors. And uh, speaking of the majors, we have to bid adieu, say our goodbyes. Yes, yes. The Jose Martinez and uh, Randy Rosarena. As they are shipped out to Tampa Bay, and uh, in return we get Matthew Libertor and uh, I believe a, a minor league catcher. A lot of people poo-pooed on that when they realized it wasn't immediately becoming an Arenado deal. But I, listen, Matthew Libertor pitched with the Bowling Green Hot Rods up in Kentucky, where I'm originally from. Got to see him uh, pitch last year. He's a real deal, guys. Real deal. And the Cardinals uh, system is looking stronger by the day. All right, before I get out of here, I do want to go ahead and shout, throw out a big thank you. I meant to do this in the first segment when I was giving you guys the catch-up on what was going on with me. But uh, Joe Schwartz at STL Cup of Joe, uh, uh, St. Matinals. I don't know everybody's real name. Um, Bruno, STL Cards Cards, which I'm not even going to dip my toes into that mess right now. He's an awesome dude, but the Twitter drama around that is still no thanks. And uh, countless other people who, you know, I don't even know. Uh, literally, I don't know who gave and who didn't. But while my boy was in the hospital, uh, Cardinals Twitter came together, and he got one of the best care packages I think a little boy could ask for. A giant dump truck, Joe, that he loves riding around and playing with. He also got a game-worn Paul DeYoung jersey from his time in the minor leagues with the Peoria Chiefs, I believe. Uh, countless other toys, trucks, books, stuffed animals. Man, oh, man. You guys are awesome. So it's. Uh, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. There's no way I can ever repay that kindness. So the only thing I can do is when it's somebody else's, uh, you know, that when they have to be in the same position I was in, 
I would love to pay that forward. So uh, be sure to let me know. 615-499-6690 is the number. I'm getting out of here. We will, uh, I don't know when I'll be back to record another one. I know as we get to spring training, it will become a daily thing again. So maybe here in about a week or so, uh, depending on how the little boy is doing, basically just trying to get through his recovery uh, before I jump back into this with both feet. All right, it's been Locked on Cardinals. My name's Mike. Follow me on Twitter. Mike's on first. I can't wait to see you uh, as the season gets started, and hopefully we can uh, look forward to another deep postseason run, maybe even all the way. All right, we'll see you next time.